0: Miss Elizabeth, I have struggled in vain and I can bear it no longer. These past months have been a torment. I came to Rosings with the single object of seeing you. I had to see you. I have fought against my better judgment, my family's expectations, the inferiority of your birth by rank and circumstance. All these things I am willing to put aside and ask you to end my agony. Pride and Prejudice you're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole, And I'm Lee Esses. I'm really excited for this month of episodes. We're going to be talking about popular plot tropes. Tropes that encompass the entire plot of the movie. And today's is enemies to lovers. Pride and Prejudice is a perfect example of this, where two people start off hating each other for various reasons, and end up falling in love, sometimes despite their better judgment.
1: It has been a while since we've talked about the art and the craft of writing, as opposed to the mechanics, so I'm really excited to dive back into this. Know that tropes are a little bit different than genres, even these plot-long tropes, mostly in that these tropes can be applied to almost any other genre. So you can have an Enemies to Lovers in an action novel. One of
0: my favorite examples is Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn, obviously. He boiled down the structure of Ocean's Eleven, and it's basically Ocean's
1: Eleven with magic. So today's plot trope will be Enemies to Lovers. When I was looking it up on TV Tropes, which is going to be a resource we used a lot this month, They called it faux yay which i was amused at but we do have an interesting definition of enemies to lovers from the denton public library enemies to reluctant allies to
0: friends to lovers enemies to lovers trope is when two characters start off as enemies and over the course of a book or series end up in a
1: romantic relationship so those four phases mentioned at the beginning of that definition are going to be your recipe for success when writing an Enemies to Lovers book.
0: So many times, especially in my wanderings on Bookstagram, I've seen people complain that they go to read an Enemies to Lovers story and within five chapters, they're suddenly lovers. And it's disappointing. A couple of examples of Enemies to Lovers that you may have heard of include romeo and juliet sort of a good sub example of that one is these violent delights which is a modern book based on romeo and juliet a kind of a retelling and based in 1920s shanghai
1: pretty much any fandom will have a fanfic somewhere based on the enemy and the main villain and the hero the main character falling in love at some point
0: one of the ones that pops into my mind is the Dramini ship in Harry Potter, Draco yep. and Hermione.
1: Which I can kind of see. I can kind of see that one too. Another one, as we mentioned earlier, is the classic Pride and Prejudice. I would say this is possibly historically the beginning of this becoming a romantic and endearing instead of just tragic plotline.
0: Another more modern example is the Nina and Matthias plotline within Six of Crows.
1: Another one would be the movie The Proposal, where he works for her and she's a dragon lady boss and they end up falling in love.
0: And the final example is the cruel prince. It's the fae prince falls in love very reluctantly with the human that he absolutely hates.
1: Now there are a bunch of subtropes that you can pick from or take what you like from each of these and combine them in order to make this enemies to lovers. One of the most common is a disparity in rank. One is the hunter, one is hunted, one is a political prisoner, the other is a prince. These kinds of disparities pit them against each other and gives them more ground to cover before they become lovers. Another subtrope of this
0: is the competitors plotline or the rivals to lovers. You'll see this in a lot of like sports type movies or any time where two people are being pitted against each other, then through all of the back and forth competitions that they have, end up falling in love. I would put
1: the Draco Hermione fanfic into that category.
0: Yeah, probably. Another kind of subtrope to this idea is the she's all that principle, which is the popular guy asks the girl out on a date, usually as a joke, and they don't really like each other, but they keep having to deal with each other because this joke or whatever turned into something big and they end up falling in love. It's a very high schoolish subtrope of
1: it. I think of Castle in that one. We're going to cover Castle and the odd couple later on. There are a couple of things to keep in mind if you
0: try to write an enemies to lovers story. I am in the process of writing one, and I have found it to be very fun. There are things along the way that will help the process of their relationship development feel natural. And one of the very first things is that once you get to the point where you want them to start changing... Your physical attraction is going to be one of the first things that they notice.
1: And that can even be a thing before romance starts to enter the picture. Well, he's not usually my type, but he could be kind of cute. Oh, nope, he's a jerk and I hate him. Another key element in the enemies to lovers is the fact that they are forced together and forced to cooperate. This reluctant allegiance we talked about earlier is incredibly important in making sure that they have a reason beyond either of them to stick together.
0: This is another common trope usually called forced proximity, because if left to their own devices, they could split up and never see each other again. You'd never get that enemies to lovers. The next one is they need to have blatant misunderstandings going into their interactions. This is very commonly done through some kind of racism or classism, some thing that draws a line between them that is a misunderstanding of that person or that person's people.
1: All necromancers are evil, and your necromancer hunter knows this.
0: But it's a misunderstanding because that's only what he's been taught and now he's forced to interact with one on a daily basis. So those misunderstandings start to break
1: down. And that leads us to our next step, which is the building of trust between the characters of maybe this person is the exception to the rule. Sometimes it's out of necessity. I can't ride a horse if my hands are bound behind my back. Either I'm walking, it's going to take us four times as long, or you're going to have to uncuff me. Once that trust is starting to build between the
0: characters, they kind of have the if-only thoughts that starts to break down their own resolve of hatred and forces them to move from that reluctant allies to the possible friends.
1: The next is incredibly important. And it's easy to skip over, and if your enemies to lovers is getting to lovers too soon, make sure you include moments that prove their relationship cannot work. Reminders of
0: their station, reminders of their purpose and their orders or whatever. Something that keeps coming up to drive that wedge between them.
1: And at the same time, moments that force them to cooperate. Force them to rely on each other to get past this obstacle.
0: They have to fight with each other to survive. If they don't reluctantly let the person use their magic, then they're both going to die.
1: After that, allegiances start to shift. This is character development, where your hunter character is now defending your hunted And then probably my personal favorite, the kind
0: of culmination of all of this, is that those things they hated before become the things that they love. You can really show this through word choice. You start off by derisively saying that their hair is Barbie doll blonde, and then shifting
1: the phrasing of that to golden flowing locks. So that's going to be your basic recipe, all of the points that we came up with that you really don't want to miss in telling your enemies to lovers story. But we do also have a couple of things we do want you to miss. Avoid these things. Number one, and I
0: cannot say this loud enough, don't make this relationship toxic. It's so easy to make it a toxic relationship. But if your purpose of telling your story is to share a healthy relationship, then make sure you have the elements of both sides coming together, that the misunderstandings were what drove them apart, not fundamental flaws that they continue to hold on to.
1: Another thing to avoid is to make sure your character doesn't change who they are as a person in order to appease this other character. So don't pretend that you're an extrovert now because he likes people who are at the center of stage. So part of your goal in this
0: is your base characters, your base personalities aren't going to change. What will change is how the other character sees them.
1: There is so much in the enemies to lovers because I think a lot of great romances have a journey to them. And enemies to lovers is one of the most dramatic of those kinds of journeys you could possibly have. Oh yeah, we hated each other initially. I thought he was this, he thought I was that, but then we learned the truth. So look at the types of relationships, the beginnings of a lot of relationships in your life and your favorite stories of how your grandparents fell in love. Take inspiration from all of those kind of stories, and then write selfishly.
0: If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots@aspenhousepublishing.com,
1: or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.